A reading from the prophet Ezekiel, the 47th chapter. Then he brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There water was flowing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east, and the water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple south of the altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces toward the east, and the water was coming out on the south side. Going on eastward with a cord in his hand, the man measured 1,000 cubits and then led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Again he measured 1,000 and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. Again he measured 1,000 and led me through the water, and it was up to the waist. Again he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Mortal, have you seen this? Then he led me back along the bank of the river. As I came back, I saw on the bank of the river a great many trees on the one side and on the other, He said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, and when it enters the sea, the sea of stagnant waters, the water will become fresh. Wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live, and there will be many fish. Once these waters reach there, it will become fresh, and everything will live where the river goes. People will stand fishing beside the sea from En Gedi to En Eglaim. It will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of a great many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. The key insight in the devotion, in this devotion, I am stealing from the very talented Kat Quine, who is a PhD student in Hebrew Bible at the University of Nottingham. So don't go and think I'm smarter than I am. Some years ago, I lived in Prince William County, Virginia, and I worked for a small civil engineering and surveying company in the crossroads of Noakesville, just outside of Manassas. You know you're in Noakesville because there's a big green barn with a cow and a pig dancing painted on it. One service that Noakesville Design uh, provided was what was called a perennial flow determination. This wasn't my job. I was not good at my job when I worked there, which is why I am a preacher now. It wasn't my job, but I knew roughly how you did it. The problem was this. There's a little blue line on a map that's been put there by some surveyor in the past And you need to go out and find out whether this is a river, a stream, or just maybe a shallow little ditch that occasionally is muddy and has a trickle of water in it when it rains. So you go out with your checklist, and you go through these steps to figure out which it is. You look for things. For example, fish. Those are a clue. So Ezekiel has a vision, and in that vision he sees water coming out of the temple but he does not see a river. What Ezekiel sees is what in the Middle East is called a wadi. It's a little channel, a dry bed in the desert 
that flows and floods when the rains come. Rivers are powerful, you see. Rivers are symbols of life. The Near East is practically defined by its rivers, the Tigris, the Euphrates, the Nile, the Jordan. Rivers have gods attached to them. But a wadi has no god in it. It means nothing. You cannot rely on a wadi for life. Sometimes it flows when the rains are heavy, and sometimes it is dry as a bone. This one is barely a trickle. But on a little further, and it's ankle deep, and further up to the knees, and then the waist, and then too deep to touch bottom. And everywhere it goes, it gives life to the dead. This thing of no account, that should have no God in it, and no power, has more life in it than the sea. And so there are fish. That's a clue. We, you and I, little ones, are not here because we are in possession of something obviously great and powerful. We can't impress anyone, not even with heroic imagery of Martin Luther, who after all was as weak and fearful and sinful as we are. The world, and in fact most of the church, never tires of reminding us of this, that we are a wadi and not a river, a dry stream, and they are undoubtedly correct. But there is a trickle of water that proceeds from the temple of God, something so small and unimportant that it could go all but unnoticed for long ages, even in the church. It looks like nothing, and it sounds like nothing because it's just a word, not thunder or fire from heaven or armies or wealth or glory, not cheering crowds but a small, quiet word spoken to small people of no account. And now I'm going to say it to you, and it sounds like this. Your sins are forgiven. And the only sign that it is true is the blood and water flowing from the side of the one who says it, and a trickle of that water splashed upon your forehead in his name. But you, who were scattered and alone, are now many. You swarm. You do not have a river to rely on. Good works, virtue, the visible unity of the church, these are rivers. But you have God's own wadi. And now look, the water is ankle deep. No, waist deep. No, too deep to touch bottom. And it is a raging river, this little word. And wherever it goes, wherever you speak it, whenever you hear it, there will be life and many fish. Amen.